Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Key, I got a question for you. I got an answer for you. Sure you do. You, I, I, so I got, I got three, 13, 10, and 7, all girls, right? And sometimes we want to do a family movie night, right? Yeah. But it is hard to find an appropriate movie that they haven't already seen for all three age groups. And when I do, the youngest one doesn't want to see it, right? She's still, she'll start complaining. So you have been through this. How old is your youngest? Seven. Seven. And how old is the oldest? 13. 13. 13. Okay. So, okay. So it's kind of awkward because the 13-year-old yeah. doesn't want to watch so, so you, you have a bunch of kids. Usually the baby gets their way a lot, right? Like because they're the youngest and they'll start to complain and stuff. What do you do? What do you do on family movie night when, when the youngest starts to complain about it? You finally found one everyone could watch. He starts to complain. Well, it, it, you're looking for appropriate for her, not so much for the 13 and the 10. Correct. And, and, but, but one that we could all sit through, you know? One that you could all sit through. Yeah. Then you, what I do is when my son, who's 10, complains that he wants to watch something different than us, I if, I, if we want to watch a certain movie, then we watch it, and then he'll just have to fall in line. It's only going to, he'll fall in line 15 minutes after. So you got to put Once up with starts. the... You got to yeah. put up with the fifteen minutes of I don't want, I don't want. Yeah, all that. Fifteen minutes. Are uh, you guys opposed to having? At the end of having... the day, guess what? Huh? I'm the adult. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. I'm <laughs> the adult. I was like, I've, 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 say, I've heard people say that, but yet I've seen different outcomes when they're actually in it. I was. Are you guys opposed to iPad for one kid while the rest of the family watches yeah, the movie? I am. I am. I've done that a bunch, but what I realize is you start You're not doing that. Too many screens. Yeah, it's too. And and then I don't want them. In, the whole point is, look, no, I'm not isolating. Exactly. You want everyone together, do, even if it's a passive experience, like watching a movie. But at least everyone's getting the same experience. You know. You know when we when when we go to dinner, you know they leave their phones either in the car or at home. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, we not go. You're not gonna see us sitting down with six people. All on their damn cell phones at the dinner table. Yeah, I'm, I'm, nothing, I'm probably more we, guilty of that than we anyone. are. See, this is what I always say: I'm with everybody I need to be with. What? What? Right? Like, think about it. Yeah. I'm with my, I'm with my wife, my kids, Max. You with your family, yeah. Jay. You with your family. Who, who else? What? What's the? What's the importance? You say, "Oh man, somebody might." Okay, well, ain't nothing I can do for you right now, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, it, unless you're in a situation where you have to have your phone because you have a your mom may be sick and you want to look after and make sure it, that's different. Or there's a work thing. That's the yeah. thing. Our jobs are kind of twenty four seven. Yeah, six at, at six o'clock at night. I'm off. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> that's. I, I guess the fifteen minute thing. My my my, my seven year old though she'll. She's stubborn. She'll hold on to it and keep going with it, you know? Yeah. But see, key six o'clock is nine o'clock our time. Yeah. Yeah, so but, that, but, that but see, extra, yeah. but see, though, Jay, Max said our jobs, we got to have our phones on all the time. Not all what the time, you, but I hear what you're saying. Like, like you know, what you going to report on at eight o'clock at night when you're at dinner? What, what you're not, 
Adam Shefty, you ain't got to tweet out what happened. And this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, on you, a you, Sunday, on a like, Sunday, you're right. Yeah. You're right on a Friday or a Saturday. But a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, on or Wednesday, Sunday or already we got to start being eagle eye. Yeah, but I don't go to dinner. My dinner on Sundays is early. Yeah, in the yeah, day. early, crazy, yeah, early. Yeah, All right. Well, anyway, it's good advice. In other words, yeah, but you, but you, you put up hey, with the wine for fifteen minutes and Max, then you push through. You yes. are the dope. Sit yes. your ass down, boy, and be quiet. Yeah, well, they're it's, girls. It's oh, girls. girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I well, try. By the hey, way, hey, baby, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Why is it we talk well, to boys? I talk to my son and my daughter <laughs> so differently. I'm like, yeah, come on, man, hey, keep hey, baby, get up, baby. Girl, okay? let me tell you, you something. It? Girls <laughs> smell the weakness on the father. Oh, it's so it's hard to resist your daughters when they're like, you know, when they want something, you want to let them have. It, it's like a learning curve for me to be able to say no, stick to it. The whole thing, because they it's like it's Plus, like the, you're like on the on the safari somewhere, you know, like they smell weakness in the wounded animal, and the and the daughters attack the see, father, see, Daddy. See, my daughter keeps trying, but she'll look, keep going though. though. She'll wait, like I said, no. Yeah. And she'll wait five minutes. I'm like, Daddy, I love you, yeah. Daddy. Can I? Just, I said no. Ooh, good for she'll you. She'll wait ten, but, but she'll keep, she's relentless. She'll keep coming. Yeah, I got a certain look to me though. When it ain't, it ain't going right, I just got a certain look. Like boy, don't try me. Boy, stop trying. They me. already know the yeah. eyebrows go down into the nose. They already know. You know who else has a certain look? Kevin Durant. When he's answering questions, there's no good transition. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing you make it up though. Yeah, a for effort. Listen, Wendy told us yesterday, Brian Windhorse, that Ben Simmons could play um, Game Four of the series versus the Celtics, right? Jay, I know you think that's a great idea. Let's let's play the the windy sound. It's a great idea for the for the Celtics for Ben Simmons to play to play. Great idea for the Celtics. Or let me let me let, let's tell you what the windy report is that he could play in in Game Four. Um, but KD was asked about it and like what kind of lift Simmons could provide the team. Listen to KD's response. I'm not even thinking about that. I mean, we all know what type of player Ben is, and you can, you know put together scenarios in your mind on your own <laughs> or what it will look like, but I'm not going to go there because we're just taking a day at a time. Why should Kevin Durant worry about Ben Simmons coming back? By the way, the fact that the Nets let this leak out is the absolutely most – it's the dumbest thing I've seen them do thus far. And there's been a lot of things that have happened throughout the course of this year, but this is by far the dumbest. Number one – Ben Simmons has not played a basketball game since June 20th of last year, Game 7. He's not even playing 5v5, 5 versus 5 yet in practice. You're telling me, according to Brian Winhurst's report, that they are going to drop him in Game 4, Game 5, or Game 6 of the first-round NBA series against the best defensive team in the league, then Miami or Phoenix? The Boston Celtics have been there since they've been on this last spurt. Why, why would you do that? He has not played one game with Kevin Durant or Kyrie yet, and it changes the dynamic of that continuity, that chemistry, even if he's playing in a game without them. You know what you do if you're Emi Udoka? You isolate him. You say, okay, cool, I'm going to expose you. I'm going to put you at the free throw line. And here's the thing that really gets me mad about it. My last thing, Key, is for a guy that's dealt with mental issues coming from Philly, why would you even try to build up momentum that now you're going to let him play and create more anticipation about that? Why just not be tight-lipped and not say anything to anybody and let it just come out of nowhere? If you're up 2-0, I get it. If you want to dabble with it, fine. But if it's, a, if, if it's 2-2, 
You're telling me you're trying to bring Ben Simmons back and try to figure out what your chemistry is with that on his first national scene when the guy has a hard time taking shots in the fourth quarter down the stretch of Philadelphia, and now you're saying, welcome back to your first experience with the Nets, Ben, in the playoffs. That just sounds stupid to me, Key. Mm. I can't get – I can't let this get away. Is it Brian Winhurst or Winhorst? Winhurst, Winhorst. Did I say Winhurst? Winhurst? Wendy. But look, I, I don't understand, Jay, why you don't agree with them if he can get on the court and he can play and he can be an asset from a defensive standpoint. We already know offensively he's a liability, but defensively he's an asset to them. And that was one of, and he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. So I, I don't know why it's such a problem that he hadn't necessarily played with them on a five on five game. And we're talking about game, what did you say, game four? Game four or game five, yeah. Yeah, game four or game five. And in between game four and game five, we're talking a week from now. So yeah. how can you not get up to speed in that time? Because, number one, Keith, you haven't played five versus five. Like, your rhythm, your style, like the passing, the the dribbling, all that is stuff that comes with the more experience, right? You just don't get that back after not playing competitively for close to a not, year. But they're not saying he's going to play the entire game. I hear, but also about spot play. I hear about spot play, but also defensively. You know, Max has a, a lower back issue, yeah. right? Every day, some days it's great, other days it's really bad. And I, I watch him literally every day. Some days he's really in pain. So you're telling me now after coming off a slip disc or a back issue, you talk about him being a defensive asset. You have to stay down in the stance to be a defensive asset. And by the way, that comes with your conditioning. So the fact that he he hasn't played 5v5, his conditioning is not at game speed. So even if he were to come back and just play a week, to come back into playoff intensity. So, so, why are they try, so why are they trying to do it then, Coach? That's, that's what I'm asking. That's why I'm saying. It's a dumb thing. Why even let it get out? Even if you are trying to do a key, you don't tell people you're thinking about doing it. You just do it. it. You're saying it's a net negative? It's a net negative. <laughs> it's a net negative? It feels it's a, like it's a it Nets, is. Ne- it's a Brooklyn Nets negative? Yeah. I, I, by the way, it makes sense to me. What you're saying makes sense to me, Jay. The other thing about Ben Simmons, and I even think about like, Michael Jordan took a couple year, year and a half off. He, remember when he came back originally, he didn't have his basketball legs, and he played in like 28 games. Michael Jordan played in like 28 games, and they, and they lost to the Magic because he just didn't have his basketball legs. Yeah, this ain't number. MJ. Key, it was the number. Key, Clay Thompson is still trying to find his rhythm now, and he's played how many games? 30-plus games. No, I, I, get, plus I, games. Under, I understand it, Jay. I'm just trying to understand why are they doing it if, in fact, you're saying that it's not going to help them. What? What? Like, why would they do it? Then? Okay, if they what, don't. If they're looking at him every single day, whether it's five on five or not, they're conditioning him. They're working him out. They're watching him get up shots, and they're making a determination that he seems to be ready. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Every time, because, I, every time he I watch- is right, Jay. They don't like even if you think it's stupid. They have a logical process. Like they don't just like one day roll out of bed and say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." <laughs> no, they have they some do that. theory about it. Yeah. Wendy, had, you want to hear what Wendy had to say about this? Sure. Wendy told us what he thinks Ben Simmons adds to the Nets. If you tell me that that Ben Simmons can give them ten minutes and build in a buffer of maybe a few dozen possessions of improved defense. That could turn things for them. Whether he can do that, whether or not they wouldn't just hack a Ben and put him on the line because that's something that I think would prevent him from playing late in games right now until he proved he could do it. That's what I'm asking. 
Tim Legler giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Tim, Jay says it's a, let's call it a net negative or a nets negative to have Ben Simmons out there at all. What do you think? Well, first of all, Jay, since he picked the Nets to win that series in three games, which is the, it's the first best of seven he's ever picked to win in three games. He just said they're going to wave the white flag before game four. Isn't that what you – it's just something like that, right? You twist I've my words every level. day. I've the last three days level. you just elevated. Uh, look, he's not wrong in saying that because I, I think I have some skepticism too if that could be the case because of his disruption – Offensively, and I know he's not going to be the guy that they're going to isolate or going to get a lot of shots for, right? Bringing a guy back from that long, that's a high-volume shot taker. That's definitely a problem. I understand you're going to have him maybe bring the ball up a little bit, hand it off, and go stand in the corner and be a slasher or a dunker. But still, people think that his playmaking offensively is just going to be there like this. He hasn't made passes in a game speed and rhythm since last summer. Okay, that means... And never with these teammates. Right. That means passes are late. They're low. They're tipped. So even that aspect of his game, I don't think is going to be a massive what factor. about defense, though? Now, defensively, look, can he go out there and give them a little bit more um, legitimate defense on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown over what they have as options? You know, Bruce Brown's a really good defender. He's my size, so I get it. I mean, Ben Simmons is six foot ten. Kessler Edwards, very young player. He's another guy that's going to get those guys in those moments. Instead, you get Ben Simmons. So, yes, that sounds like that could be something that could benefit them. But I can't see this guy playing more than 12 to 15 minutes. And out of those 12 to 15 minutes, are we talking about, you know, what, six, eight, ten possessions that he matters defensively and not really giving them anything on the other end? I think that's what Jay's saying, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. Leg, so on the defensive side of the ball, what is it that he would be missing? The certain calls, getting around, getting underneath guys? Like, what would be the negative to having him on the floor playing defense. No, listen, there's no doubt, Key, that's a great point that I hadn't even thought about. There's so much that goes into team defense in terms of understanding where you have to be on every coverage and your help, rotations, recoveries, all those things. That's stuff you drill every day in practice starting at training camp. So, yeah, there's no doubt that that's a factor. But I think they would probably understand they'd give up some of that if they could take him for four or five possessions straight in each half and say, just go stop Jason Tatum. Don't worry about any help responsibility. Guard Jason Tatum, and at 6'10", with your athletic ability, be able to track him. Even if he beats you, you can come from behind with your height and bother him. So I think that's what they're banking on. He could have those possessions where, yeah, okay, maybe he misses a rotation. He doesn't rotate on a trap that we set up, and he's the next guy to rotate. We'll live with it. Here, for the next five minutes or four minutes, you have Jason Tatum, no help responsibility, face guard him and, and, and bother him because he had 54 points the last time we played Jason Tatum, and we need a different type of athlete on him. So, Key, I think that's what they would be banking on. Um, you, know, you brought up the point about uh, – or Wendy did about hacking him. Listen, he couldn't see the floor even in the second half of any quarter because <laughs> you're going to be up to three, four, mm-hmm. five fouls by that time. If I see him on the floor and I'm Ime Yudoka and we're at four fouls, three fouls, five fouls, guess what? Immediately. <laughs> Have at it, man. Some people, it's clowns are their scary things. Some are snakes. His are free throws. <laughs> All right? So, listen. You got a go phobia. Ahead. You haven't shot him in, in 10 months, and the last time we saw you play offensively, you were terrified of the moment. 
go ahead, man, make important free throws in the second half of the quarter. Because more importantly, what it does is it disrupts their rhythm so KD and Kyrie are not operating mm-hmm. offensively because he's at the foul line, and it becomes distracting. And look, guess what? If he misses two in a row, four in a row, he's done. They're taking him out. They can't risk that at that point. So that would be a fascinating component to the series. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst, actually all sports analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will Max. So, Legs, I was having this analogy before with Jason Tatum. And you made the, the, the note the other day that, you know, this is his opportunity for superstardom. He, he's already a superstar, but to rise to that next level, right, that seat at the table that we were talking about. So we're, we've all been to clubs, and I was telling Key and Max that sometimes, you know, early in my career I would go to a club – and they would escort me to the table, and it would be a really nice table, and I'd be having a good time with my friends, and they all look up, and I'd be like, well, we're, we're in the VIP, but we're not in the, damn, what? that's the real VIP up there. Like, why are all the superstars up there, and I'm down here paying this amount of money? For I, yo, you need to put me up there. I want to be up there. And I feel like right now with Jason Tatum, even though he's slightly been in the MVP conversation, it still feels like Kevin Durant, Giannis, LeBron, Steph Curry, all these guys are at the super, superstar VIP. Before these playoffs are done, will Jason Tatum have a seat at that super, superstar VIP table? That's the ultimate question, and that's why he's one of the most intriguing players. Jay, so to do that, it's this series, it's this player standing in front of you. Yeah. You got KD. And then you have Giannis on that. You you go toe-to-toe even with him, Okay. I'll play him, certainly. But even if you go toe-to-toe. In the big moments. Most importantly, you come through in the series-defining moments, which in a seven-game series, if it goes seven, which I think it could, you're talking about four of those fourth quarters probably. You're going to have moments, one possession game inside of five minutes. Now we need you to come through to get us to the next round. If he doesn't, yeah, and by the way, that's an interesting club analogy. I remember that happened to me one time in Miami. I thought I had a good setup. (laughs) And they came Key, key, they came walking by with a champagne bottle size of a Volkswagen with sparklers coming out of it, man. And they're like going up the stairs. I'm like, wait a second. I thought we had a good setup. (laughs) It's like what you say, legs. It's like when you go to a restaurant and you're sitting there waiting for your food and you think, oh, it's coming. And they walk right past you and take it to the next table. Oh, no question. No, So I totally feel Jay's vibe on that. But listen. I think Jason Tatum has a chance to be in, in the penthouse. Yes. The penthouse suite at any of these clubs. And you couldn't ask for a better series to do it in against that guy in this moment. But you have to be big in the fourth quarter when they need key, you the most. TJ, Tim is so right. Like, this, what, this is the best part about sports. You can't write the script for these guys. You can say, oh, the media narrative, this and that. But, Jay Key, the media narrative forms around these moments. Like, I don't take any pleasure in saying, oh, Steph has not had a great finals or James Harden needs to come through. Like, I, I thought they were going to. And then, when they, and then there are other players where you're like, I didn't know that guy had it in him. And they, they write the script right now. Jason Tatum is going to write his script right now, right? at least a chapter in it. It's coming up right now. Best thing about the playoffs. What's your gut tell you he's going to do? What's your gut tell you he's going to do? I think he's going to rise up and be be phenomenal. And that's why I'm picking him to win the series. If I had doubts about that, or I thought it'd be a little bit too too big looking across the kid, because I thought there was a time early in KD's career that I thought he kind of felt that way about LeBron. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a guy I idolize, man. And, like, going at him and and having that edge and that look was a little bit much for him early in his career. He obviously got past that. For for Jason Tatum, I'm sure – Kevin Durant is a guy he has idolized. So now, here he is. You're the two best offensive small forwards in the game. You guys are going to decide. Now, Kyrie obviously has a big hand in this, and Jalen Brown also. But it's Tatum and KD. 
So I think he's going to be phenomenal, and I think that's why I like Boston to get through. Tim, if you look at the standard of excellence that's set, right, you have KD in the first round. If Boston's able to get by that, then they go against Giannis, a guy, you know, finals MVP, like his his status is going upward too. So, I mean, we'll find out these first two rounds, if they're going to get by round number one, everything we need to know about Jason Tatum. No question about it. He will get – I always say he's going to be – Starting off in the kiddie pool, and he's got a chance to wade into the deep end. There's a few guys swimming in the deep end. He's got a chance to join that group. Oh, you want to be Muhammad Ali, go beat Sonny Liston, Joe Frazier, and George Foreman. Here you go. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Thank you as always, Tim. Tim Legler. The most courageous act in American sports history? That's after Jay has this from FanDuel. Tim, now we're, uh, we're three for three, me, you, and Keyshawn on the whole club analogy. We've always it's, been it's there. Per- it's beautiful. We've yeah. been there. It's, it's beautiful and horrible at the same time. FanDuel Sportsbook NBA Same Game Parlays give you the chance to turn a little bet into a big payday. Choose any NBA game and combine multiple bets into one wager for bigger wins. Plus, if you're a new customer, you can bet 5 bucks and get $150 in site credit instantly, guaranteed. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and sign up using promo code PLAY, P-L-A-Y, to bet the NBA today. That's promo code PLAY, exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Today is the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball, 1947. And joining us now on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Cameron Mabin, Yes Network analyst. Good morning, Cameron. Thanks for jumping on with us. Max, J. Key, I appreciate you having me on this morning. Enjoy watching you guys and what you guys continue to do and put out there, man. It's awesome. Thank you, brother. Thank appreciate you. you, man. That's love. What What did Jackie Robinson's impact on the game of baseball and beyond mean to you and your career? Well, you know, first off, Max, if it wasn't for Jackie, uh, I don't think my father would have introduced me to the game. Um, you know, I was a kid that grew up playing, you know, baseball, and I, and I wore the number 42. And I also wore the number 24. It's the two numbers that I wore the most. You know, Ken Griffey Jr., you know, I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby, a late 80s baby, so Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player. And then learning the history of Jackie Robinson, uh, you know, his perseverance. You know, what he means to me is, is that, perseverance, humanity, faith. Um, a guy who, who believed in himself. You know, there are a lot of things that can come your way in life that, that create adversity and create, you know, uh, obstacles in your life. But, you know, what Jackie was able to show, you know, his, his adversity to show that all humans are – are created equal and given the opportunity we can do special amazing and great things and and you know you look at what he did i think i want to say it was 47 when he we made his debut i think by 54 55 there were you know five black rookie of the years so just him opening that doorway shows you what what was out there what kind of talent was was waiting in the weeds and 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 hoping to get that opportunity and, and you know thankful that he was able to do that and give us that opportunity larry doby and on and on yeah cam mm-hmm. You know, I've I've written books about black history, things of that nature, and I've gotten chills having to do the research and stuff like that. What was it like when you had to go to the, the stadium, the ballpark, and you knew Jackie Robinson Day and you were going to put that 42 on? Different than the 42 you may have worn growing up, but this one was on a special day. What What was that feeling like? Absolutely, kid. It's different, man. You know, one thing that I say I'll miss about retiring is, is is missing that opportunity to wear at number forty-two. You know, as a as a you know a, a black ball player, you look around a league. There are not many left. You know, hopefully we can get a resurgence. We can, you know, do our part to continue to promote the game in, in the cities. But like you said, it's a special day, man. You know, the last few years I, I had an injury or two where I missed. You know, I missed that day, and I, and I tell you, it's nothing like missing that day. You know, it's. You, it's a feeling that comes over you. Like, if I miss any day this year, you know, as, as a black ball player, it's, it's like, don't let it be Jackie Robinson Day. You know, that's one thing. That's one day you take so much pride in putting on that uniform. Uh, you know, extremely thankful that Ken Griffey was, was humble enough to, you know, say, you know, everybody should wear this number. Um, so, so that day, that, that day when you get to put that 42 on and you're looking around the league and you're seeing black, white, Hispanic, you know, Asian, Asian players, you know, wearing that number, it, it lets you know just the impact that he had. And when you look around the field, it shows the impact that he had with all the different minorities and races, uh, you know, out there playing a the game they love. It shows the impact that, you know, himself, you know, that he was able to have on this game. So it is a truly definitely not the same as wearing it when you're a kid, man. It's definitely a different different feeling that, that goes into it. Cameron, when you go to inner cities now, you, you see kids are praying – Black kids are playing predominantly football and basketball, right? You don't see the same push towards baseball that used to be there like it was in the 70s, 80s. How does, mm-hmm. how does Major League Baseball fix that? The grassroots 
of baseball in the inner cities to get more black kids to become professional MLB players? Well, you said it, Jay. You know, the grassroots start starts with community. Um, one thing that I realized when I when I you know started the Players Alliance and, and called my buddies about you know you know creating an alliance to, to enrich enrich communities. You know, I realized as we went around during COVID and, we, and we're giving out COVID supplies and and giving out essential goods, I realized that man, if we want to you know if we want to get the numbers to grow in baseball again, we got to enrich community first. We can't just go into to communities going, hey, here's some balls, here's some bats go play. We got to go into these communities and show them that we care. We got to make connection with these communities, you know. So Major League Baseball, I think they're doing a great job with, you know, teaming up the Players Alliance, continue to work with Jackie Robinson Foundation, the RBI Foundation. Um, I think I think the most important thing, Jay, though, is getting baseball back in communities. You know, travel baseball is so diluted now. You know, you have 70 teams that show up to tournaments. 20 of them shouldn't be there. 20 of them should be in Little League, mm. learning how to play the game, learning the fundamentals of the game. Uh, you know, learning the characteristics of the game. But now, you know, travel ball is so diluted that you're losing the community-based aspect of baseball. And I think that's where you, you know, you start to get those numbers back to where they are, it, it, it enriching the community. Because just frankly, you know, travel baseball is expensive. It's not cheap. That's why it's easy to go find a basketball, a baseball, and, you know, you know find a field and go play and, and, and practice and learn. So, you know, I think MLB is doing a great job of continuing to try to, you know, Get the numbers back up. Continue to try to get our black players uh, in the game to to use their you know uh, platform and get out in these communities. So that's what we're doing as a group is we're getting out in the communities ourselves, not just putting out promotions and whatnot, but actually getting on foot, getting out in these communities and making an impact. And I think that's how the change will happen. Cameron Mabin, Yes Network analyst now had a long career, played until until last year from broke in. And I remember when you were a hot prospect coming up, like a teenager still, Oh, here comes Cameron Maven. And now I'm talking to you on yes network. Um, here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max. I want to get into your job now as, as the analyst on the, on the yes network. what do you think of uh, Michael King? I mean, Chapman was struggling with his control. He's looked good so far, but struggled bases loaded. Here come the blue Jays. Everyone likes him in the East this year, in spite of the very tough division, and it didn't look good. Michael comes in base. Michael King bases loaded. Cameron, nobody out to get to to try to close it out for Chapman. It was a save opportunity by then, up three nothing. What'd you think? Listen, you know, I think Max. You know, you've been following Yankees baseball for a long time and following the sport for a long time. And one thing about New York, you know, it's about right now. You know, we're, we're six games in, but you know, every game is is so important in New York when you put those pinstripes on. So. You know, what I saw was was opportunity was was a situation from where Aaron Boone said, we got to get a win. You know, we're starting out at home. First two series at home, you, you win a tough series against Boston, and then, you, and then you're facing one of the, you know, premier, premier up-and-coming team in the Baby Jays, I call them. And you know what they can do. So, you, don't, you, don't, you know, you want to leave home going on the road, you know, at least a split in that second series. So, hey, it's about winning. You know, you got to put your personal feelings to the side and, and – and, you got to put guys out there who get the job done right now. Right now, you know, Michael King, some of these young guys are getting the job done. So, you know, I think Chappie will be fine, but, you know, he's got to go back to the drawing board. And, you know, I think the last couple of years, I think he's just getting kind of stuck in, you know, getting by uh, with getting, you know, getting by on getting guys out the way he has been. But this is a game of adjustments. Whether you throw 100 or not, you got to make adjustments. I think there's some things that he, he's going to have to do, uh, you know, with, with Harkey and the, and, and the, you know, pitching guys to, to clean up some things. But 
Hey, it's about getting the W's, man, and that's what they had to do last night. You know, Severino pitched his butt off probably he the best sure game did. he's thrown. In. Best game he's pitched in probably, you know, two seasons. Uh, you know, his stuff was electric, 99. He, you know, he was he was hype. He was he was ready to go, ready to, ready to compete. So, you know, you, you can't let that game get away from you. They pretty much, you know, dominated all night. So, you got to figure out a way to get that win, and you got to do what you got to do. So, I like the move. Cameron Mabin, Yes Network analyst, and he's absolutely right. Severino coming off an injury. Okay, had a nice changeup going, still through almost 100. He was a top 10 Cy Young two years in a row before the injury. He looked like it last night, five innings, no runs. Cameron Mabin, ladies and gentlemen, thanks, Cameron. Appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, Cameron. Like I said, I appreciate you guys. Jay, my guy, Keith, shout out to the big wide receivers. He was one of my favorites, baby. <laughs> All right, Cameron. Respect, baby. Derek Carr, guys, got a three-year extension. Is he the worst quarterback in his own division? Just got paid. He had a great year. It's after Key has this from Sintas. When it comes to winning, dedication can make all the difference, and that's the difference you get with Sintas. Your Sintas dedicated service reps will help you with products and services to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services, first aid, and safety supplies. That's the kind of personal attention you can get from a just the delivery service. So get CentOS and get ready for the workday. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Guys, Patrick Beverly was fined 30 G's for his comments. For for saying, take their ass home to the Clippers. So, Key, this led me the other day. I'm talking to Evan. I'm like, I got got an idea. I got fined 20,000 for being late for the team bus. And my brain automatically went to it. That's the most I've ever gotten fined as a player. Granted, I had a one-year career. And I was like, I wonder, wonder what key, what was the most key was fine for and what it was in his career in the NFL? Most I've been fined for, I think, was, well, it was, it was, it was repeat offender fine, basically. <laughs> so it started off at like 2500 for throwing the ball in the stands. And then it went to You get 2500 for throwing the ball in the stands? What, like after, after a touchdown? Yeah, because you can incite a riot. You can hurt somebody. What? So then, so then it was five G's because I did it again, and then so I did it a third. Now, time. when you did it again, was it in the moment, or you're like, you know what, that's all right, I'm gonna pay this. I wasn't even man; I was in the moment. Right, but right. then when I got the third one for ten G's, <laughs> oh no, man! I started, I started walking over to the stands, and I'm gonna <laughs> take credit for it. Yes, I'm gonna take credit for it. As you see, players now walk to the stands and hand the ball. I started that. Because we used to throw them in the stands. And right. then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to walk over there and hand it to the people in the first row. And, Jay, some of them cities yeah. and some of them first rows, <laughs> I was really trying to score some touchdowns a lot of different ways. <laughs> See, hey, repeat offenders, Jalen Rose used to be the biggest repeat offender. Because literally, we had, you know, during this time, it was the dress code was coming back in the league. So David Stern was trying to change the image from, like, guys wearing big chains and, you know, quote-unquote thugs. That's what some people were referring to. Code words, athletes yeah. are, right? So you had to wear, you know, suits. So Jalen was like, I'm not wearing a suit. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm going to war every day. So he started wearing, like, these war camouflage jumpsuits key, and it would find him 10K. Every time? Every time. And he just kept doing it. <coughs> he was like, yeah. oh, just keep finding me. Keep finding me. I'm like, yo, man. You, you, is it? Yeah. I'm like, you've given away a lot of 800 money. G- 820 got, Gs by the end of the year. We got 82 row games. Yeah, 82 fine, row, getting, uh, 82 games fine, in general. Getting fined was not fun, man. Oh, I, man. I would get fined for weight, too. You know, twelve $1,250 per pound over your weight. What? Yeah. Yep. See, man. Why'd you miss the bus, by the way? I had a long night. Uh-huh. Yeah. Long and night. you want and you it, want to know why? It was a long night. It was in Miami. I would like to it's know. Fine. Can you and give us the divulge the details right now? I was now coming from five degree weather in Miami. Of course, I'm going to have a We're long back night. Back in ten seconds here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Take It or Shake It. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it or shake it. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. It is that time, Evan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little thrown off. Where's my take it or shake it music? <laughs> take it or shake it? Where's Hey Ya? No? Okay. Feel take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in his own division. Take it or shake it, Key. Shake it! Shake, shake it! it. I, I don't look at it as the worst quarterback in the division because all those quarterbacks are good. I just think that he is better than the last guy, which the last guy is Russell Wilson. It's so funny. See how I did Just that? say he's the worst quarterback in the division. Oh, no, he thinks Russell Wilson. Is. I know he is, but he doesn't want to say it. I don't want to say worse because it's. Uh... What do you say, Jay? I mean, I... there we go. Whew. 
It has to be. It has to be Derek Carr. Yeah, it has to be Derek Carr. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the division. How? Because he's because he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, in my yeah, opinion. Or I think he's not as good as Russell Wilson. Right. Well, now oh, that's God. the whole thing, he Jay. Last year. That's he the whole thing. Last year. Like, put it this way. Comparing the whole resume. Put it this way. You guys act like Russell Wilson is not elite. Jay, Stop. I'm with you. No, no, no. Jay, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll take Russell Stop. Wilson over Derek Carr. I'm just saying this. That could change right now. It could. Derek Carr I got Devontae Adams. Yo, Yo, you guys, we had two NFL guys on here, and we all don't talk to each other. Big Woody said... The same thing. Russ ain't like that no more. Because that's the hot thing Teddy to Bruce say right said, now. No. That's the hot thing to say right now. And we got our Everybody's, producer, Evan Wellner. I don't care about it. football. He, all due respect, all due respect, if we were listing the worst quarterbacks, then you would be an expert in that. But we're talking about the best quarterbacks. I, I, I don't think you should really comment on it. Russell Wilson is barely in the top half of the league among quarterbacks. He's barely. He's in that 12 to 15 range. Or 10. Or ten to twelve. Okay, if he's in that twelve Nine range. Nine to twelve. Okay, that is wait, wait, barely where's in the top Derek, half of the league. That's barely is, in the top half of the league. Where's Derek Carr? Right, Derek right around. He's around, right around there too, right? He's around. So 10. I, it's not definitive that you're well, saying you're me, calling him a bum. Though, to me, Wilson is no doubt in my mind. Russell Wilson is lower than Derek Carr. See, I would put Wilson and ahead of Carr, Evan. but that could change. That could change. I'm with this Evan. Year. Yeah, but first up, let's talk about. Yeah, we, we're change. talking about Car's we're, we're talking. Hold on, Evan. Hold on, Evan. Hold on. We're talking about a division where all these quarterbacks are elite. Let's just set that up first. No, they're not. They're not all elite. They're I don't all... think that Mahomes is elite. Yeah, okay. Mahomes is so elite. All, and Herbert I, I, might be by the end of this exactly. year. Exactly. I don't so understand this Derek Carr. I just don't get it. What the hell are y'all looking at? No, Carr's real good. So what's elite to you guys? Top five. It's top if five can, in the NFL elite. It's got to right be at now. least top ten, a, and Wilson's not in that. I don't have a number, but I would say there are actually Here's three five. elite, like what Teddy Bruschi said, right? Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, that's elite. But then I think there's a next group, and Derek Carr is, could jump into that next group with one great season. No, but see, you, Josh Allen is in that top five group. Right. He's just at five, and Deshaun is like at four. Where's Burrow? You just know? went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but bro, that that I'm not buying that right now. Justin I, Herbert has not been to the playoffs, but Justin Herbert's like the eye test is off the charts, and the numbers he puts up is off the charts. All right, coming up, I'm going to give you in 15 minutes my top my quarterbacks that I think are all better than Russell Wilson. Stay That'll tuned. Make people stick around. The Nets. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease! The Nets what a tease. series will go seven games. Take around. it or shake it. I didn't even hear what you said. Say it again. <laughs> the Nets. Celtics series will go seven games. Take it or shake it, Key. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, I don't think it pushes the seven. I don't know when it'll get done, but it won't be seven games. I I, I think it's going to go seven games. I I, I think this is going to be a big-time, big-time series. It's going to be a heavyweight fight between Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown, and Kyrie Irving. Want to hear this twisted logic why I think it's not going seven? Because I'm picking the Nets just on faith in Kyrie and KD, and I can't see them beating them in a game seven at Boston. So I gotta say six games. Do you know how much Kyrie would enjoy that if that went down? Yeah, oh, I, I'll, I'll take Boston the I'll take the six. Nets in six. I'll shake it. Yeah. All right, Ben Simmons will play in the series. Take it or shake it, Keith. Take it. Take it. Ah. I think he plays. They're not. They're not sending this message out there. Remember the last time that they didn't send the message? Everybody assumed. Ben Simmons was running from the Philadelphia 76ers because they wouldn't say what was going to happen. 
Then all of a sudden, they had to change course and apologize, basically, because he had a back issue. They're actually saying something now. He plays. I mean, if he plays a minute, fine. I, what, I still think it's dumb. Like, why, why are you trying to bring a guy back for the first time playing in a year to a game four or game five scenario? Just don't say anything at all. I'll take it just because they're talking about it. He exactly. makes an appearance at some point. Exactly. But they're not. They're not really talking about it. Brian Windhorse. Yeah, but he's not getting it from nowhere. Windy. Yeah. It's well, Wendy's I was talking about to, to say yeah. that means they're talking about it. <laughs> Jason Tatum will go from star to superstar in the playoffs. Take it or shake it, Jay. I mean, I picked the Nets to win, so I'll say as of right now that you can still ball, I'll go though. shake it. I go shake, shake it. Yeah. yeah. But, no, actually, no. Nah. I, I take it. I take it. Take it. Anyway, take it. That's take right, it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Now I'm back because he can still blow up, and I still think he'll prove to people that he belongs on the stage and in NBA Finals. Like, you'll see his name synonymous with NBA Finals soon. Mm. Shake it. Shake it. I don't think you can't, you can't do out. another shake it after I said take it. Yeah, we can. That's yeah, not how the game works. No, it's not. Well, it's yeah, he's game. Game. You know, yelled at me multiple times for this. What are no, you talking he, about? He, as long as he repeats what you say at but first. But he didn't repeat what I said. He, he said only, nothing. And then he well, can say what he wants. Finish. And not only that, I created the damn it game. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. If what there do was you think about? If there was royalties to the game, who do you think would get the check? If, if a fifth Shake it. That's what I say. I want in on that check. Yeah, I would say... He's not getting out the East, so therefore the superstar start status has got to wait one more year. Yeah, I'll take it because you can go out on your shield in a way where it's like, yeah, they lost, but damn, Jason Tatum. And he's that type of dude. I'm going to take it. All right, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams will both regret leaving their teams and quarterbacks. Take it or shake it, Key. Shake it. Shake There's it. There's only one shake guy it. that's going to regret it, and that's Tyreek Hill, and that's not because of his ability. It's because of the quarterback's ability not to get him the football. Mm. Yeah, I don't see Von Miller regretting it at all. I mean, playing with Josh Allen and Buffalo, uh, they, they are primed to be there at the end of the day for a Super Bowl. There is a non-negligible chance that Josh that, 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 that Von Miller. Oh, okay. Well, I said Von Miller, but it was Hiller Adams anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fine. I'm like, I changed it up. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be the first time we changed it up? It's fine. I'll, I'll still take Hill. Yeah, Hill. Yeah, sure. It's unanimous. All right, last one. Alan Hahn needs to guard Jay in a two-on-two game with Barton Hahn. Take it or shake it? Shake it! Shake it. Shake it! Why? The reason why is because I don't want Bart guarding no, but, me. But, Key, what do you – Key, I am a better scorer. I'm a better scorer than you. And I have I, a prettier face than you, and I want to keep it intact. But we're not losing the game. Yes, but I don't want to have a swollen it's, face. Key, this is about with us. A wild animal. This is about us. <laughs> Stop thinking about you. This is about team. We cannot afford to lose. I cannot afford to be hurt. I cannot have you carry the load offensively. Push ups. He's going to do push ups right before the game, try to get all swole. You already know what he's going to do. Playing around. I don't want to mess with him. He's like a Dennis Rodman. Guys, type. It doesn't matter who guards who, they can't beat you, too. They ain't going to beat you too, period. I'm just, saying, but I'm just try trying to, to stay healthy. And I'm trying to stay healthy, and I want my face yeah. to stay intact. Well, we got to get a ref. Business gotta get a decision. Ref. Yeah. Definitely. Take it or shake it. Brought to you by Granger, another business decision. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Cluck, call. Click Granger.com. Cluck? Cluck? Just you say pluck or cluck? I'm confused. I have chickens in my backyard. <laughs> cluck? What the? Um, all right, guys. So there you have it. Take, take it or shake it. 
What a take it or shake it it was. <laughs> hey, sorry, Kia, I love we got an hour for PJ Carlissimo, Edwin Jackson to talk Jackie Robinson. How many quarterbacks are better than Russell Wilson? We're going to count them up. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.